Welcome to Gotham Beijing. What is this? <laughs> it's my pink mascara. No, you are not allowed to drink. I, I haven't had anything to drink. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10. <laughs> I found a bottle of wine hiding behind my computer. It's not hiding. It's been sitting there the whole day, the whole afternoon or mm-hmm. evening. That stays capped. Thank you, ma'am. Bitch, if I'm going to drink <laughs> just for that. <laughs> This is screw top. It's awesome. I love it. Oh my god! Welcome to the shit show. Welcome to the shit show. Sorry, y'all. I'm eating as we do this because um, it's dinner time. So I know, like, we record two episodes each time we record. So you guys, Mm -hmm. if you want to hear how our week has been, you can go back and see the other episode. How's your week been? (laughs) Anything Um, you forgot to tell us about? I don't think anything. We went out. We're talking about the future. We're talking about the future. We will have we will have gone out by the time this episode releases. Yes. Yes. Um, no, is there anything else that you haven't shared? Nope. Anything you want to tell me? My lips are <laughs> My dad used to do that to us, me and my brothers when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. He would just be like, Belinda, come here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, daddy. Is there anything you need to tell me? And he just stare at us. We're like, mm-hmm. Um, so you rack your brain trying to think of something. (laughs) You're like, um, no, I don't think so. What's funny is I did that to my daughter the other day and it was hilarious because she's like, um, I need to catch up on my schoolwork. (laughs) 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 I have to try that. So yeah. He was like, is there anything you need to tell me? And they're like, "Mm, well, my teacher. And you're like, okay. Oh my goodness. No, I mean, same, still just getting back out there. and um, Same, same. Same, same. Nothing's changed, you know. Um, it's been interesting, but yeah. See, when will this episode air? This will episode will air on... Right before Valentine's No, Day. after, because we already did the stalking. We already did the Valentine's Day episode. This will air right after Valentine's Day. Right? No. This one's a Valentine's Day episode. Oh, this one is the stalking? <laughs> yes. Oops. Uh-huh. Did I lead the last episode with stalking? No, I led the last episode. Okay, sorry guys. I have not been drinking, I promise. <laughs> There's a fire <laughs> around me. All right, so this episode is our Valentine's Day episode. Yes. And Happy nothing, Valentine's Day! And nothing says that they love you and like you more than stalking. Stalking. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Did you do that on that? purpose? No, it's oh. been there for a while. I forgot it was there. Yeah, so we put the her and her ex. Mm-hmm. I forgot it was anyway, there. Happy B-Day or Single Awareness Day. And we're talking about Valentine's Day, so I would... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I'm Single almost, Awareness Day. I'm almost positive you are going to get something for Valentine's Day. I mean, you've got so many followers. <laughs> so many followers? <laughs> really? So many worship at the congregation. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She's laughing so that the the people who are who are listening who <laughs> don't think that they're talking we're talking about them. Maybe. If, if you are seeing Mel, you are the only one. Yes. Just just tell yourself that. Yes. Uh, just tell yourself that. <laughs> I, am, I am not a whore. <laughs> no one said you were a whore. I know. No, I it's it's interesting out there, so anyways. <laughs> But stalking, it's a, scene, it's a scene I'm glad I'm not in. I really am because it's well, I don't want to be in this scene. I don't want to be out mm-hmm. dating. My, my jar. Do you want to marry me? I would marry you. You could be my sister wife. 
my husband listens to this, he's going to be like, what? Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would just do it for the health insurance. <laughs> I work for a very progressive company. Yes, I know. (laughs) Okay. All right, so yeah, we're talking about celebrity stalking. Um, Mainly celebrity, just because it's bougie. Um, So yeah, (laughs) there's quite a bit that's out there. Starting to research this topic. There's like... There is, and it's batshit crazy. So, I mean, I... Yeah, it's crazy. And being stalked, I mean, I, I don't... I don't know. Have you ever been stalked? Like, we stalk on social media and stuff. I know I do that. I told you I'm a social media stalker. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if I've been... I mean, I've had some weirdos. I mean, I, do, I definitely stalk the child Definitely have had some weirdos out there that just don't leave me alone. Yeah. Like those guys that followed us home that day. <laughs> that night from the club. When we did Dick's Hazard Driving. Yeah. <laughs> story for another time. And that's a story for another Somehow time. Somehow, yeah. Bell got... I got from the driver's seat to, to the... Y'all, no, we got to it right now. <laughs> I'm usually like, don't go on off a tangent, but this, so. <laughs> <laughs> we were 19? Yes. And was like 20 years We ago. like to go to Eden 2000. I'm always uh, following I, Mel, and I would, I would try to dance like her. Um, but we were, always drink drop water drop with lime. Drop yeah. Drop <laughs> so there were these two guys that we met there, because we were regulars. We were going all the time. Oh, my God. We but there. what's really funny is that we had made up this altar. <laughs> <laughs> this, don't give her secrets away. This alternate persona for each of us. So we didn't... I don't even remember what names we made up for each other. <laughs> I don't remember what I did yesterday. But we had fake names. We had fake jobs. We had fake ages. Everything about us was, was we fake. We were in college. <laughs> yeah. We... I think we were... I don't remember. We were college age. Anyway, there were these two guys who, every time we were there, they would always, you know, come up dancing behind us and... We would flirt with them and make out with them a little bit in the club, but we really did not want it to go anything past that. It was not like that. Well, then they they propositioned us to like, hey, let's go hang out after the club. And here we are. We're supposed to be like 25-year-old independent women living in a, on our own, and really we're both living at home with mama and daddy. And we're like, how? what are we going to do? <laughs> so like, sure, yeah, follow us. So getting Mel's little bitty Ford fucking, what was it, Tempo? Yeah, <laughs> it was green, like, <laughs> Mel's it was little Ford green. Tempo, start driving, Mel's driving, she's like, I'm like, lose them, just lose them, she's like, I can't, and I was like getting two shoes, I'm like, I'm not going over the speed limit and getting a ticket, I'm like, just, like just, fuck just, this, just turn here, just turn, so we get closer and closer to our neighborhood, like our house, I'm like, what, what are we going to do, I'm like, just, just let me drive, y'all, this is from low, if you're in Dallas area, it's from Lower Greenville, <laughs> Lower Greenville, to Mesquite, <laughs> North Mesquite. And we're trying to lose them, trying to go fast. <laughs> they are not, they are saying right the fuck on us. Yeah. So, while driving, Mel and I switch seats. Somehow, <laughs> like the car is still driving. Like it's rolling, it's going. <laughs> and I scoot over and she goes over to the driver's, the passenger seat. I get over into the driver's seat and I'm... <laughs> We were Dukes of Hazard, flying through so the air. So there was a stop sign, and I'm like, I'm running it. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, so I'm running it. So I hit the gas, and I ran that fucking stop sign, and there was a dip in the road. <laughs> we were airborne for a couple seconds. It was awesome. My neck's never been the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, woo! And then I turned the corner real quick and turned some more corners. We lost And then we parked in the driveway, turned the lights off, and, and went in the car. <laughs> Get down! <laughs> 
Get down fast. We lost them though. We did. I wonder what happened to those guys. I don't care. That was that was scary. What if they listened to like that's those two bitches that <laughs> night? Them fucking bitches. Maybe it was George and Dan. Hot teasers. <laughs> fucking cock teasers. Wait, didn't Darren? One of them said they were always at eating too <laughs> They were eating. No, these guys are much older than us, though, so George and Darren are... Um, yeah, they're our age. They're our age. Years so, yeah, anyway, that was our story time. Story time with Belle. Um, okay, so back <laughs> to <talkers>. talking. <laughs> they're like, I'm done. Let's move on. I don't <laughs> okay, so back to celebrity stalking. So, yeah, I would think that if you are a stalker, you must fall into some type of, like, psychiatric... So there actually is a couple of words that kind of follow into that. So it's not just necessarily celebrity, but the stalking um, persona that some men (coughs) have. Women. Women too, yeah, totally. So I have a cousin um, that was actually stalked by her neighbor, and um, it's actually getting turned into a Lifetime movie. It comes out February. Shut up, really? Um, Her book's false victim, but um, she was stalked. So, um, I mean, it was bad. Like, she lost, almost lost custody of her kids. Wow, that's scary. Yes, <clears throat> um, but it's false victim by Kathy Truitt. So if you want to read that before it comes out on Lifetime, but it's really good. Um, so the the words are that define like a stalker and stuff that kind of comes up with that is erotomania, and so that is fantasizing about um, sex with a person. It's all in your head, and you don't necessarily know them. So those to me are the stalkers that want like fantasize about being with. A movie star. Yeah, but or, we've all had fantasies. This like you take it to the, the you take extreme. it to the extreme, and you basically like I would think this is where sometimes because like that I serial from killer erotomania from with Jason Momoa. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Did you ever look up Ash Ar- Armand? Yeah, he's no Jason Momoa though. Uh, did you see his body? <laughs> like. Oh. Oh, he's got a hot ass, too. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Mel's having a lot of mania right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to go change my pants in a minute. A um, so, the second one is parasocial interaction. So, parasocial interaction is considering media personalities as friends, but you've never met them. Oh, that's Sexual or that. personal um, interaction, stalking starts with that. Because you think What's you're... What's that called again? <clears throat> parasocial interaction. So you think so you think they're your friends. Your friends. Mm-hmm. Like you walk up, hey, what you doing? Like your friends and they're really yeah. not. They're like, what the hell? Who are you? Get the fuck away from me. You know? I suffer from that with Honey Hula Law. <sighs> yes. Because she's gorgeous. I mean, she's, I love her. Her body. <laughs> <laughs> and if she ever says, I listen she's to gonna your She's going to ban your ass. If she ever says, I listen to your podcast, I'll be like, hi, I'll mention her again and let her know we mentioned her, like but elf. she's a burlesque dancer. She's a burlesque dancer that's she, battling breast um, cancer. And her body's just beautiful. She dances beautiful. I love the way she dances. I, oh, I it's mean, beautiful. She's beautiful. And she has yeah. tattoos that are just gorgeous. She's yes. a beautiful, beautiful woman. She and just almost broke her wrist. She's been in the cast, just trying oh to get out. Oh my gosh, I didn't see that. I told her, I, I, said, I said, yeah, you beat cancer, and then you almost kill yourself getting out of the car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so she's just, she's gorgeous. I so suffer from all of that with her. <laughs> Go follow her on Insta. She's a beautiful burlesque She's dancer. my best friend. <laughs> no. <clears throat> and so there's also celebrity worship syndrome. Um, and it's an obsessive addictive disorder in which a person becomes overly involved with the details of celebrity's personal and professional life. Psychologists have indicated that though many people obsess over film, television, sport, and pop stars, the only common factor between them um, is that they are all figures in the public eye. Mm. So, yes. I mean, I... I fantasize like Jason Momoa. Yes. Like we said, I don't 
want to do anything with him. I just want to look at him because he's yeah. got a beautiful. He's just beautiful. He's mm-hmm. a beautiful person. Again, there's women out there like Honey Who La La. Like she's a beautiful body. Like she's just beautiful. Like I thrive to be like her. That bo- like her body is great body goals. But she's a beautiful person. She is. And <laughs> but there's there's so many people out there that are celebrities that you see their body and like wow there's beautiful people mm-hmm. you know and then when you find out like about good deeds that they do or you find out they're like from people who know them they're they're really good and genuine people it makes you love them even more right but these people that are stalking these celebrities they're fucking nuts like they have they're gone crazy. <laughs> to the extreme like i don't have the nerve <clears throat> so like i've been places where there's like movie stars and stuff so at a restaurant playing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm not a big sports fan, whatever. So, like, I'm not a big football fan, especially. Like, I don't understand it. So, we're sitting there, and I'm like, I know that guy. Like, he looks really familiar. And so, I tell one of my coworkers, I'm like, oh, my God. And they're, like, flipping out. That's the Moose, Daryl Johnson, or whatever. And I'm like, he was a Cowboys player, apparently. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And they're, like, flipping me out. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, you yeah, know? yeah. But then we had a rep come in, a pharmaceutical rep, and I'm like, I'm, I fangirled. I'm like, oh my god, that's da 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 from Survivor. <laughs> Is it really? Yes, and they're pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical reps. Rep. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I asked her, I'm like, are you so and so from Survivor? She's like, well, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> so, like that to me, like I fangirl, like I act stupid when I'm around celebrities, yeah. and it's just I can't, I don't mean to. Sorry. (laughs) Really? Really? I don't mean to, but it just happens, you know? So I know, like, when you're... I don't understand these stalkers come and be like, knock on the door. I'm not going to knock so Jasper. Yeah, my dog. Like, knock on the door, and they're like... Or they just sneak into their houses. Like, yeah, I've got a They don't think of those repercussions that are going to happen afterwards. It's against the fucking law. Well, because they think that they know them. But it's it's so fucking against the law. I mean, it's not okay to sneak in and smell their underwear and do whatever the fuck they do. (laughs) That's funny. You know, so. Anyway, so Belle's going to tell you her first story um, about the first stalker. I have two. Do you want me to do both of them or do you want to go back and forth? Go back and forth. Do you want to tag team it? (laughs) Tag team. Back again. Check it, direct it. Let's begin. Party people. So I'll start with my... um, Everything goes into a song with us if you have not realized No kidding, for real. (laughs) It really does. Um, Then my first one is has to do with Stephen King. Mm -hmm. So I did not know this story until you shared it with me. Thank you so much. Um, You're you're very welcome. (laughs) We're going to tag team this bitch. (laughs) Tag, yo it. That's so funny to me. I get the front. (laughs) Anyway, so apparently the guy who was um, a little obsessed with Stephen King, his name was Eric Keene. K-E-E-N-E, and just so happens he's from Texas. Of course. Because, you know, go big or go home when you're in Texas. So he smashed a window and climbed inside. Wait, it doesn't matter. It's the girth. girth. <laughs> big or go home. Anyway, so this this guy, Eric Keene, he smashed a window and climbed inside Stephen King's house with a fake bomb in his pocket. <laughs> However, he wasn't really trying to, you know, break in and like home invasion type of thing. It was more like he was trying to pitch his story. So he had 
excuse me, Mr. King. Like, I know your mind exactly. is, like, way out there with yes. all the shit you've written. I mean, just, like, I shit. have a bomb in my pocket. Yeah. It's a fake bomb. It's a fake bomb, but I just want to tell you about my story idea. Like, because that's a way mm-hmm. to get across, right? You're going to break into someone's house, say I have a bomb, and but listen to my story idea. That's, yeah. So, apparently this guy had written a sequel to Misery, and he wanted Stephen King's help in getting the book published. He didn't break his legs, right? <laughs> no, no. He's just like, as any fan of Stephen, uh, Stephen King knows, misery is about an obsessed fan. But what if he came in with like a sledgehammer instead of a bomb? <laughs> oh, I would have been running. So misery is about an obsessed fan who kidnaps an author and forces him to write for her. Again, mm-hmm. reality's writer is going through a rough spot. <clears throat> so um, what made his demand a little more attention worthy, though, was that his accusation was that Stephen King had stolen the story of misery and the lead character, Annie Wilkes, from his own life. So he said that Stephen King stole this story from his own life because this guy's mother was the... Was that crazy? No, and I've read this other story, too. She was a baby-murdering nurse in Texas. Her name was Janine Jones. I have heard that story. Yes, so that was There's a Lifetime movie about it. Yes, there is. So that was his mother. So he said that... He accused Stephen King of stealing his life story. So he got the crazy gene, too. Yes, he totally got the crazy gene. <laughs> so, you know, he reads Misery and says, okay, you've stole my life story. This is, you know, my autobiography. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it ended up that, you know, Stephen, you know, he called the police. They ended up catching him. Um, and he had been he had already violated parole, so he got put back into jail. Um, he tried suing the state of Texas for seventy two million dollars or seven point two million dollars. Yes, because we have that yeah, kind of money. That would have been my damn tax money. For not trying harder to stop him from violating his parole in the, the first Texas place. Where he's from though. Did did you hear that though? He violated his parole. And then he sued the state of Texas for not stopping him from violating his parole. <laughs> Can't fix stupid. So, yeah, that was a poor Stephen King had to go through. So That's like someone shitting on themselves, and then they go shit on themselves again, and they're like, But why didn't you, didn't you stop, stop me from, from shitting doing on it? myself? Yeah. Bitch, yeah. go get a damn diaper. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so, the, um, on. Hulu, I think it is, is the series Castle Rock, mm-hmm. that the latest season that just ended is F- Misery's character is Annie Wilkes from prior to the book Misery. It's okay. her. It's really, really good. Was well, so she if, a nurse in Texas that killed babies? Yes, she was a nurse. But she wasn't the nurse Annie in Wilkes Texas. Annie Wilkes was a nurse. But she yeah. wasn't the nurse in Texas that killed babies. She did kill a baby. But not the Well, baby. she tried to kill a baby. Mm-hmm. In, in, in right, and that's how we, I knew she was a nurse, that's how she misery. took care of. Yeah, yeah. The pre-story to Misery is that Annie Wilkes was, is a nurse and that she had tried to kill a baby. She committed murder. So if anyone is a Stephen King fan and you have not seen Castle Rock, you would really, really love it. There's two seasons out um, and uh, can't wait for the third. But that's my first story. So I'm going to just go through Happy this. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just going to go through this list. Um, actually, this one's not the right list, so let me just move this over because we are not talking <laughs> about celebrity murders today, and I had all that. No. All of that done. So, I'm going to tell you, um, so this is actually a list of stalkers, um, so I'll kind of go through this pretty fast. Um, because this this last story I want to do on the next se- um, segment. Okay. Because um, I have a... 
batshit funny ass crazy about Nicolas Cage story about Nicolas Cage when he was stalked. Like, <laughs> I can, um, so if you do that, you want me to try to do this on the first segment or the second segment? You do it first one. We're okay. Good. It's not that long. Y'all were shit shows. We kind of go, you know, we kind of tag Because, hey, we have lives. This isn't our full time job it's yet. It's not. So go donate on Patreon. Patreon slash <laughs> Bougie Podcast. Thank you. And this can be our live. Back. Back to our normal programming. Okay. <laughs> um, so, my first one is Taylor Swift. Shake it up. Shake it up. Okay. I like Taylor. I hate her. I love her. I hate her. And I don't With know. With her no belly button showing ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you know this, but this is not funny, but her mom was just, um, is not in remission anymore. She has brain cancer. Oh, that's not sad. I'm sorry. So, it's really sad. I still sad. hate her, but I'm no, sorry I, for her mom. So, that's how I feel about Ariana Grande. I want to rip that fucking ponytail out of her goddamn head. I don't know why I don't like her. But, but if she... something horrible happens, it's like, I'm sorry. That's yes. Sad. But I just love Taylor Swift. I love her music. I love... I just love her. I don't She's know. She's not Ryan. Yeah. Means, yeah. Um, so, anyways. She was stalked. She was. So, she had, she's had to deal with more than her fair share of disturbing behavior from obsessed fans during her career. One alleged stalker, a man named Frank Edward Hoover took being an aggressive fan to a whole new level in 2015 when he began sending the pop star's father, Scott Swift, disturbing letters promising to kill their entire family. Oh, my God. I mean, I would take that pretty serious. Being a fa- Glasses are cooking. God, go straight to the... Yes. Kill you and your whole family. Yes. I mean, can you imagine? I'd be like, not today. <laughs> Hoover, not referred- today. <laughs> Hoover referred to himself as the real son of God. Called the Swifts the evil family of devils. No, well, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and wrote. I'm kidding. Don't. don't this article me. is not a joke, and is why God is going to burn them into the desert for me. Burn them to the desert for me. All right. Yes. Um, wow. <clears throat> so um, he's faced federal charges after allegedly writing um, that he wanted to rape and kill her. Oh God. And so it's still like an ongoing process that um, for him to be sentenced and stuff. Wow. Yeah, so that's still ongoing. So my second one's Kira Knightley, which we all know from Pirates of the Caribbean is what she's most Oh, is that what for. she's in? Mm-hmm. I've never seen. I know, I know. I've never I'm seen Pirates done. of the Caribbean. What the hell? I've seen the first one, and that's it. She's in the first one. Okay, it was a long time ago, though. Parley. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago, though. So she is, she is, um, you would look her up, Kira Knightley. From you would know who she is. Okay. Her 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 guy she's after in that is uh oh my gosh y'all Belle needs to watch more fucking TV. That's not it, huh? <laughs> not today. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's why not today. Back to no. Kira Knightley. <laughs> Oh, okay, fire. but listen. So, <laughs> not today. <laughs> so, a man named Mark oh, Revel is alleged to have terrorized actress Kara Knightley, her husband James Wright, and their two-year-old daughter in 2017 by stalking them, delivering handwritten letters to the family's home, and tweeting out threats. On one, um memorable disturbing occasion Revel 50 reportedly showed up at Knightley's home <laughs> and meowed through the letterbox prompting her husband to literally just meow he was meowing yes. can you see that little thing in the door 
Did he go? <laughs> Did he purr? Meow. <laughs> yes, he meowed through the fucking letter box, prompting her husband. I mean, I'd be like, what was that? Like, so he's a musician. And also sent Knightley a USB drive with music about cats that, <laughs> wow. that Knightley's lawyers described as... He made a mixtape. Bizarre. Uh, it's a little bizarre. Yes. So, he reportedly had a prior conviction related to turning um, up nude at women's, a woman's home. Allegedly referred to himself as a... Imagine that. But listen, he referred to himself as a public executioner on Twitter. He, he, yes. He seemed to refer to a couple... Um, a couple of times, writing in one tweet, J.R. and K.K. are not going to get much help from the police. Hmm. If Wrighton oh, is Kira play Knightley, the devil, K-K. maybe I is play... This is what he wrote. If Wrighton is play the devil, maybe I is play public executioner, y'all. What y'all, y'all? Fuck? Y'all, y'all? <laughs> of course not is death threat. He reportedly wrote in another. He also posted inappropriate photos of a topless young girl online at one point, alarming nightly because she's a daughter, a young daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, even further, Rivel um, claimed to be in love with Knightley and wanted to show her his music. But according to a victim impact statement read in court, because they have already done their trials, his actions left the actress feeling scared every time she left the house. Yeah, I can only imagine. You hear a cat meowing. <laughs> oh fuck, he's back. <laughs> Um, so, um, a court ultimately over or ordered Revel, who has been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, which is even more scary. Wow. Yes. Because you don't know. Yeah, those are scary. Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that movie? No. Ah! Okay. I don't know what movie we're talking about. What movie? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. We gotta look it up. He goes, Patricia did. Tell me to schizophrenic. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it a beautiful mind? No. Okay. Um, so he was schizophrenic to be held in psychiatric hospital indefinitely. And so um, that's where he is, is in a, sky, a psychiatric hospital. Wow. So, yeah. So if you want to tell yours and then I'll... Well, he needed some help. Yes. Clearly, he needed help. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So <clears throat> this has to do with Texas' own Sandra Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock. I do love her too. She's. I so, think I have that whole erotic. No, she's so beautiful. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's so cute and beautiful, and I thought. But you know when Bird Box kids. came out and all these things on the internet were like, "Oh, the woman in Bird Box." No, that's fucking Sandra Bullock. I didn't watch Bird Box because. Have you seen The Happening? No. It was out before Bird Box. It's a Stephen King. Mm-hmm. No. Good? Not Stephen King, M. Night Shyamalan. 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 Yes, so what appears is happening is not like, you know, it's. Oh, okay. He always has like surprise endings, but it has um, Mark Wahlberg in it. And it's kind of the same type of premise. So I'll just tell you because it's an old movie, but it's about like um, the air is toxic and it's how we don't take care of Mother Nature. So I didn't see Bird Box, so you may it may be similar to it, but to it's me, it's not. But, so it's how we kind of perceive Mother Nature and how we've polluted it. And so he is like someone that he's a very good person. He makes sure like he doesn't pollute. He really tries to recycle. Like he really tries to take care of Mother Earth. And so people that don't, um, these toxins are released from the plants, and it's traveling through New England. And so these people, um, so him and his wife um, wind up one of their really good friends or daughter they wind up rescuing her and like her parents so they're like driving and it's got um 
John Leguizamo in it, mm-hmm. and um, who's in Tu Wong Fu mm-hmm. and all the movies. Um, he's the dad, and he winds up driving, and his air hits him, comes in like through the vents in his car, and it winds up making people suicidal, and they kill oh. themselves. Um, and so, so it's that killing is kind of. So it's killing the people that some, haven't taken yeah. care of Mother Earth. It's just Bird Box is what's causing people to kill themselves is different. <clears throat> but it's that's what I'm saying. It kind of reminds me of that scene. Oh, okay. The same storyline. So like I didn't watch Bird Box. So, so. but talk, you you made me think of Mother Mother Earth. And did you ever see that movie that came out with um, what is that fucking girl's name? The Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Um, it was called Mother. That was weird. Okay, I have to watch it. I started watching it, then I think I stopped watching it. Robin and I went to see it in the movie theater, and we were like, at the end, we we just everybody was like, what did we just watch? <laughs> that was it. We're just like looking. <laughs> Didn't get up. We're just like, what was that? Okay, I have to look it up. Okay, back to Sandy. It was weird. Okay. <clears throat> so, back to back Sandy. To we know her. She's back our to friend. Sandra Bullock. I'm going to tag your ass in this post. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she actually suffered the whole stalking thing twice. Oh, wow. Um, she was stalked in 2007 by a woman named Marsha Valentine. She began stalking her, and Sandra testified in court that on five occasions, Marsha Valentine left in her yard palms adorned with weird signs and pieces of animal fur. Mm-hmm. Like fucking Blair Witch or something, I guess. So, Sandra Bullock got a restraining order against her, keeping her from coming, contacting or coming near her home, family, or work for three years. <clears throat> well, then it kind of escalated, and this Valentine woman shows up at her house again, and she's lying in front of Sandra Bullock's garage door. Well, Sandra Bullock... Like, protesting? I don't know, trying to get her attention, I guess. Well, she orders her to leave. I'm so, sorry, but if some bitch is laying in front of my garage door, I'm going to run over your ass. You shouldn't fucking right? be Right? Well, after Bullock told Valentine to leave her home, she then tried to run over Sandra Bullock's husband, which is Jesse James at the time, with oh, her car. Jesse James. We forgot about Jesse James. <laughs> she tries. She jumps in her car, puts it in reverse, and accelerates towards him in his direction at least three or four times. Mm-hmm. She tries to, tries to kill her husband. So, um... She ended up just getting sentenced to probation for that, so... I'm sorry, but they don't need probation, like... Yeah. There's obviously something going on psychologically when people have this stalking... Yeah, she pled guilty, and, you know, she got her probation, but... And then all the other charges were dropped that, you know, deadly weapon, um, which was specifically the Mercedes that she tried to use to kill Jesse James. Um, So then the more uh, recent one that... I think most people may have heard of in the news is in 2014, <clears throat> there was a crazy fan who had started to stalk Sandra Bullock and he actually ended up gaining entrance into her home. Um, and she called 911 and the 911 call, you can hear it on the internet. It's, it's actually very scary. I listened to it too. <clears throat> Our house has been broken into and we weren't home when it was broken into. Yeah. But just to know somebody else has been in your house, like it's... It's scary. Yeah, it yeah. Feel, you feel so vi- violated in a different way than yeah. like being raped, where that violation happens, but it's or beat up or whatever. But it's such a violation into your private world, your space, in yeah. your space that it's supposed to be a safe place, safe haven for you to go yeah. to. So I can't fucking imagine 
Having a stalker in there and knowing, yes, yeah. in your home. <clears throat> yeah. So after, um, you know, stalking her house for a few days, this dude, his name is Joshua James Corbett, he broke into her home and Sandra had heard him, heard someone in her house, so she locked herself in a closet and she called the police. Um, she stayed on the phone with 911 for about 15 minutes and the later became evidence in a case against him. He eventually was sentenced to continued mental health treatment, probation, and not to go near or contact her for 10 years. Um, he had written like notebooks full of um, him detailing his life with her. Like he believed himself to be her husband. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about that condition where they think they know the person. He believed himself to be her husband and the father of her child. He, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so the 911 call, you, this, she's like, I'm here. Someone's in my house. I'm hiding in the closet. And the operator says, they're in your house now? She's like, yes, yes, they are. I just saw them walk under the attic. I mean, how scary is that? Especially a celebrity, because you think you're secure. I mean, not all of us have home security systems, but a celebrity, <laughs> you, they go to the nines for all that shit, and then know that somebody's in your house. Oh, so we, we have a, we have a um, security system, and my mom is like, just because of our house being broken into, and then my grandfather and my aunt were actually, their house was broken into, and... They were home, and my grandfather was tied up. My aunt was tied up. Put it in oh the my closet. god, are you serious? Yes. So we are. My mom makes sure that alarm system is not on at night, or when we leave the house, like she flips the fuck out. And I understand why my kids don't because they didn't go through it. They're I understand. Yeah. I understand why. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't so. like car washes because I was held up at a car wash. That's I remember scary. that with you and your dad. Oh, my God. Another story. Another day. We were like in our twi- um, early 20s. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was senior year. Senior it year. It was senior the year. The night before the first day of school because I was going to drive the car to school. I remember. I remember. And I took it to my dad. You're like, we fucking were held up at a Oh, my God. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Um, <laughs> in Mesquite, again. Guys, we're not anyway. sick anymore. We just have horrible allergies and we yeah. just... <laughs> we survived the plague. <laughs> Um, so anyway, they stayed on the phone with her for about 15 minutes, and then they did um, get him into custody, and um, she did have to testify in court, and that evidence was used against him. What's really sad, though, is that while he was on probation, he, let's see, oh, also in that notebook, he had plans to sexually assault her in that little notebook that he kept with him. So oh, no. That's fucking creepy. Anyway, um... Mm-mm. So a few years, uh, he was on probation for quite some time, and he ended up violating that probation. He was supposed to show up to court. To, it's like mm-hmm. the order to show or whatever it's called. I don't know. But he didn't, so the police went out to issue an arrest warrant for him because, oh, it's a progress report hearing is what it was. He had to show up for a progress, progress report. report. Yeah. That's one of the things well, that he was ordered school? to do. Your progress report yeah. is yeah. So, A plus, A plus, A plus. <laughs> Anyway, he barricaded himself inside his home because he, I guess, didn't want to go to jail. And he ended up killing himself. Sad. It is sad, but... But he's crazy. Our world's better off without him. Yeah. Sandy's better off. Clearly psycho. So, yeah, I'm sure... I mean, I guess that kind of probably gives her some relief of knowing... People that do that, they're determined to get... They're going to get to you. Because even though he was ordered not to... It doesn't matter. They don't care. Yeah. They do not care. They don't care. So that's my story. 
with Sandra Bullock, so I guess we can take a little bit. Well, I have a few break. more. Oh, I thought it was no, okay. No, no, let me do these and then I have it. So my next one's Beyonce. Beyonce. Uh, 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 she's uh, my she's my fellow queen bee. Who run the world, girls? <clears throat> who run the world, girls? Who run this motherfucker? Okay. <laughs> uh, so she's no stranger to having to deal with conspiracy theories, you know, the Illuminati, all that shit. Um, but one crazed fan took bizarre speculation to a whole new level a few years ago. The Formation singer was scheduled to perform in London for the Sound of Change um, concert in 2013, but apparently had to make sure that she and all her staff kept an eye out for a fan who believed that she was secretly an imposter. The Independent reports Beyonce had previously had an unpleasant brush with a British fan, a man named Bassey Essen. In 2009, Bassey Essen. Essen, in 2009, when he allegedly tried to give her a personalized book. Okay, again, full of notes and religion, um, because he believed it would help her with the Illuminati shit. <laughs> he is alleged to have later sent Beyonce threatening letters that accused her of being an imposter. He killed the real Beyonce. <laughs> really? She's, she's a clone. <laughs> um... And court documents obtained um, by the independent state leading See, the court no, to what? slap Essen with an uh, anti-harassment order. Unfortunately, Beyonce isn't the only entertainer who's been accused of being an imposter. Avril Lavigne has been battling but similar bizarre just, rumors for years. If I was that, if I was that celebrity, I would just fuck with the person and be like, "How did you find out?" But that would be <laughs> us. Like, I think they probably just take stuff a little more anyone. seriously, you know, and they have to do whatever they're like producers and their management yeah, team take says. Seriously, so yeah. <laughs> my management team, if I was an actor, actress, they're like, they would be like, I'm done with Mel next. <laughs> Cause I would be like, come on, let's, Let's me, me as them. your manager, you gotta be like, all right, now let's see let's how far fuck we with can them. take Yes, this. let's fuck with them. But you know, I mean, they they deal with so much that they probably because they've seen stuff like mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock and they've seen stuff where you know um, where people getting killed have gotten murdered. Yeah, Versace was because killed. there are several mm-hmm. people that were murdered by stalkers, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about on the another another episode. Another episode. Yeah, talk about actual. So murders. Gwyneth Paltrow is also one that's been um, stalked, and I'm not a big fan of her. Oh, I like her. I think I like her. I don't know. (laughs) I think I do. I don't know. Something about her just bothers me. I don't know what it is. So a man previously convicted of stalking um, her is alleged to have done so for nearly 20 years. 20 years. Yes. Like her whole... Yes. Dante Michael Soy was accused... That's either commitment or a really bad job on the police. (laughs) Was accused in 2016 of sending Paltrow 66 letters and packages between the year 2009 and 2015. The Los Angeles Times has reported. Prosecutors claim that some of the packages contained pornography and that Soy talked about marrying her in some of the letters, according to the outlet. She right. called the ordeal a very long and very traumatic experience. I mean, I can only imagine she for 20 years. her own mail, though? Yeah. I mean, 20 years. It was sent to her house. Hmm. So a lot of the times, the house is like, they have help that's there during the day, but at night, like, they want that private space because they're around right. so many people all the time. Um, so during her testimony, she said it was a very long and very traumatic experience. Um, and she was left feeling very upset. Well, no shit. I'm struggling yeah. feeling upset, too, especially if you receive what, pornography, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, we get dick pics. Um, not by choice. <laughs> I do not ask for them. Do not send that shit. <laughs> I got a random one. <laughs> to Gotham Bougie or to you? No, to me. Okay. Like a while. Well, so this was a, this is when, um, with my ex, like we were dating that one that I just broke up with. And 
I told him about it. And I'm like, so I got some random dick pic with some guy, like, before we were dating. Like, we were kind of, we had dated one time, like, whatever. And he has a nerve to tell me, I sent it to the wrong, to the wrong, and I was like, no, I'm like, please remove my number now, do not send it to me again. He's a firefighter, I could so have gotten him fucking fired. Like, funny. Yes. New phone, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) New phone, who dis? Um, So yeah, it was, I'm like, block, and I'm like, I cannot see this, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I can't ever see my eyes. So, my eyes yes. And it wasn't even like he had a hot body. Like, it was not. No. So, Soy told the jury that he wrote to Paltrow after his early conviction in an attempt to earn her forgiveness and to let her know that he was still interested in marrying her, according to another report by the Los Angeles Times. I mean, he's well, how are you going to get Dang. the hint? No, I'm still here for a you. A jury then. eventually found him not guilty of an attempted stalking charge, as well as hmm. a felony stalking charge. So, I mean. Not guilty, huh? But still, he was still found in as a felony and stalking charge. But still, like, he's not in jail. He's not. Yeah. So that person's still out there. Yeah. The only thing telling them not to come near you is a piece of paper. Yes. That's not yeah. going to stop anyone. That's scary. Oh, don't hurt me. I got a piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. <clears throat> Bitch, I will cut you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's scary. Anyways, we're going to take a break. We'll be break. back. Break. 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 Hey y'all, Mel here from the Goth and Bougie podcast. Did you know that you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash goth and bougie podcast. The and is spelled out. You can sign up for different tiers. We have a $5, $10, and $25 tier um, that's per month. And you get special privileges and gifts depending on which tier you sign up for. We appreciate the support to help us make the best podcast out there. Thanks so much for your support. Welcome back to Gotham, baby. So I have... um, You're still here. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Elvis. So I have um, a quick story, which I'm going to end with, um, about Nicolas Cage because it's bananas. But this next story. It's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. That's how Lauren spoke. Okay. Who ties in round that Okay. I knew you didn't stop. I'm always dancing. Back to our stalking topic. This is actually a stalking murder story, mm-hmm. um, celebrity murder, and it's really, I think it means a lot more to us because we're from Texas, yes. and the day that this happened, like, it was everywhere, like, it hit everybody, and it's not, I don't think it hit anybody, like, really nationwide, but, like, Latin America and, like, just us in general, oh because we, and we're already, we're, we're about five, six hours from Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. um, and so my story today is about um, Selena Quintanilla. Quintanilla. I help you with that. <laughs> um, so, and if you don't know who it. she oh is, God. she's a Tejano superstar, and um, she does have a crossover, but she is... Beautiful person. Yes. Her music is... Belle sings it much better than <laughs> I do. Bitty, bitty, bum, bum. We'll see. Bitty, bitty, Those bum, years bum, was bitty, the bitty, years bitty, that bitty, I was... Bitty, bum, bum. I was um, yes, uh-huh. married to uh-huh. a, a, Yes, I know. <laughs> a, uh-huh. Someone of Mexican descent, so I was in the scene. Yes. But yes. yes. Oh, Selena. Yeah. Late at night 
See, that's the English. You know what's funny? She did not speak Spanish. No shit. It's fine. Yes, I know. She always had her dad, like, translate mm-hmm. everything. But she could sing that oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Kind of like me. Yeah. Cada vez. Cada vez que lo ver pasar. Wow. Keep singing. Okay, y'all. No, this is a serious story. Señor Sonia. Señor Sonia. En hora Sonia. Okay, y'all. It's a serious story. So, like, it really hit um, that Tejano listening community, um, the Latin America community, uh, Mexican Americans, which is Mm -hmm. huge. Um, Dallas is East Dallas, especially where I grew up, is huge Latino community. And I know it hit really hard there. And everywhere was Selena forever. It was everywhere because she was and beloved i mean she was she was a really good person mm-hmm. i mean she wasn't that someone like um she wasn't petty she wasn't that normal superstar person that was um greedy mm-hmm. um, she gave to the community yeah. she was very a very good good she's very real very down to earth yes she made people feel like you knew her yes um and so the stalker that actually did and if you're listening to this you probably know the story already um the person that was obsessed with her and stalked her she actually knew very well yeah, she worked. And, uh, yeah, she worked for her. So, in the month before she was killed, Selena continued to excel in the music industry. On February 26, 1995, she'd performed before more than 60,000 people at the Houston Astrodome, mm-hmm. making her the biggest draw for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo that year. That's a lot of, that's a lot of freaking mm-hmm. people. A lot. Mm-hmm. On March 1st, she attended the Grammy Awards in Los Angeles, where she was nominated for Best Mexican American Performance mm-hmm. for her album, Amor. 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 Can I realize? <laughs> Look, I don't speak Spanish. I can't roll my R's. Prohibido. I know the song. Do, do you know that if you cannot roll your R's, it's considered a speech impediment? Mm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 and I'll do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't part like a cat? I can't. I could do that as your sister wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robert. 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 Oh my God. Okay. He's going to be like, what the fuck? Y'all are nuts. <laughs> you should know this already. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, so she went to the. Um, oh, wait. Honey Hulala does an, uh, a show. And, I and saw she it. We like saw her. it. I was with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And she does really good. Yeah, she does. With her little hat. Yes. I'm so, probably going to mention that's like two episodes now I've talked about, honey. I'm sorry. I'm really not So, we crazy. went to the Grammy Awards. She went to the Grammy. We went. We went to the Grammy Awards. She went to the Grammy mm-hmm. Awards and was nominated. Um, she didn't win, which is fine to be nominated for that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a, it was yes, it's such an honor. But um, she could take solace in the fact that she was even nominated for it. You know, so that's that's the kind of person she was. Um, so she was um, hard at work on English, an English language album that she hoped would transform her into a crossover star like Gloria Estefan, which is the album that came out after she was killed. What's going on? Y'all, Belle just like looked at me like she's seen a ghost. Jasper, stop it. <laughs> I 
fucking dog is over here licking my foot. Huh? This is like obsession. Going on. This is stalking and obsession. That's it's unhealthy. Maybe he's got a foot fetish. He does. He okay. likes to lick my feet. Let's have weird. a fucking foot fetish. I just feel so licking on my foot. It's I so like weird. it like that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Anyway, I am so sorry. Okay, Go so ahead. with husband Chris Perez, Selena was also planning to build a house on a 10-acre piece of land they purchased in Corpus Christi, Texas. He's still so in love with her. He on is. his Facebook, he still like shares all kinds of stuff about her. Oh my God, it's so sweet. This would have given them more independence as they were living right next door to her parents and one house down from her brother and his wife, which they had a huge family, and they mm-hmm. grew up so poor. And so she understood, coming from poverty, um, how it felt... To not have anything, and that's why she gave back to the community yeah. so much. Um, so, three weeks before her death, um, in 1994, Selena had opened Selena um, Etcetera Boutiques in San Antonio, Corpus Christi. Y'all, I loved her clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, they were so over... During that time, so many people were like, I can't believe she's wearing that. Da, da, da. Yeah. She didn't care. And that's how I am when I dress. Like, I don't care. I like weird stuff. That's I like weird body was banging. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. She that had that ass. thick ass. That ass. <laughs> I mean, I have a fat ass. <laughs> she had a fat ass. Damn that ass. <laughs> yes. My anaconda don't... <laughs> my anaconda don't... Yes. I mean, she had a fat ass. I like, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so her boutiques opened in San Antonio, Corpus Christi. The store sold original clothes and jewelry by her, which were blingy and just mm-hmm. so, like, beautiful. Um, as well as offering salon services by 1995. Like boutiques. her bedazzled bras. Yes. <laughs> and it really, um, I think it inspired, like, Miley Cyrus when she was mm-hmm. Hannah Montana. Like, stuff like that. Um, which I love Miley, so. I love Miley, too. <clears throat> Um, by 1985, the boutiques had experienced in financial setbacks, but this didn't change Selena's desire to open a clothing factory in Monterey, Mexico, because she knew it was a poor country, mm-hmm. the area is poor, and it would help bring jobs to that right, community right. to help people not live in poverty. Um, helping Selena manage the boutiques and the hoped-for factory expansion was Yolanda Saldivar. <laughs> <laughs> The founder of Selena's fan club and the woman who had become her killer. Salvador's fan club work had earned the trust of the Quintanilla family. Quintanilla. Quintanilla. I can't say that word. And family and resulted in her promotion to managing the boutique. And she was so ugly. Have you seen her? I have. She's like a big face. Yes. She's so ugly. Yes, she was. Uh Uh-huh. And so... Selena's father um, heard complaints from fan club members about her not receiving them not receiving items they paid for. So I understand, because because sorry Zach, we're working on getting your stuff. <laughs> Don't kill me. I know you won't. No, I'm just kidding. He he sends me messages and he's like laughing. So he's once sent the picture too of Bonnie and Clyde's hotel oh, yeah. that I posted. Yeah. Um. So um, her father and sister confronted her um in March 1995. Um, confronted Sal Saldivar mm-hmm. about her management, but she reportedly couldn't explain why the irregular irregularities selena's family had found she knew yeah she knew she knew she was sorry i call bullshit Mm -hmm. um selena next delved into salvador's i say salvador saldivar's behavior and actions at her boutique she was reportedly told that some of her employees suspected um saldivar had been taking money from the san antonio store Though she no longer wanted to work with saldivar selena didn't completely cut ties with her because that's how selena was Mm mm-hmm she was that good and nice of a person. She gave him so many chances. She's like, well, maybe this happened or maybe this happened. I'm going to give her another chance. She was very forgiving. Well, I think Yolanda got to know her because she was obsessed with her, didn't exactly, she? Exactly, yes. She was obsessed with her and jealous. <clears throat> yeah. That obsession <clears throat> and jealousy is mm-hmm. what, and greed. 
Mm-hmm. Greed definitely paid a, played a part into it. So she like wormed her way into right. her good graces. So she trusted Sadovar enough to give her access to financial accounts. Now Selena had discovered important financial records were missing, and she wanted um, Sadovar to return them. In 2012, a more about memoir, memoir about his life with Selena to Selena with Love, Perez wrote that Selena met um, Sadovar around March 15th in an attempt to get these missing paper, this missing paperwork. During the encounter, which took place in Selena's car, Sadovar apparently gave her some documents. <clears throat> Though not everything, then she showed Selena that she had a gun in her purse. Mm-hmm. And didn't even, like, scare her. Mm-hmm. Which, I would be like, what the fuck? I would have yeah. been like, 911. Like, I would have been <laughs> pinging you. We gotta come up with a safe word. <laughs> like, banana? Banana? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And you would have been like, I gotta go, Robert. Mel's being killed or kidnapped or something. just be fucked up voice to text speech like BMI. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no, no. No, Mel, no. Not the safe word. I just fucked like, up I the typo. I need a safe word so if I'm on a date, I can send it to you and be mm-hmm. like, banana. And you call me and be like, your aunt died. Go now. <laughs> oh, true. I gotta go. My aunt, you know. Um. So, anyways... So, do 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 Where was I? Sorry, y'all. We get off on tangents, and then it's but y'all y'all like us. Y'all like us like that. You so. like it like that. <laughs> you like it, don't yes. you, Poppy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I don't know what that was. But according to Perez's account, yes, an unfaced Selena told um, Sadovar to return the gun, and Sadovar seems to have listened to um, the singer. Though she purchased a thirty-eight caliber weapon on March eleventh and picked it up on March thirteenth after a background check. She had a background check. Mm-hmm. Just saying. She didn't steal the gun. She mm-hmm. was cleared. This mentally unstable person was cleared with a background mm-hmm. check to have this gun. Just throwing this out there before everyone's like, nobody should have guns. Like, but, you know, we've had this mm-hmm. conversation. So, anyways. Um, so, she was cleared with the background check. Soon after meeting with Selena, she took the revolver back to the store, like she had said. Um, amidst the troubles with Sadovar, Selena was still focused on her crossover album, because that was what her focus was. Mm-hmm. She didn't her care music. about the financial stuff. She right. wanted to focus on her music, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd spent time in the studio in Corpus Christi, and about a week before she was killed, she headed up to Tennessee for more recording sessions. There she worked with songwriter and producer Keith Thomas on I Could Fall in Love With Aww. You. I could fall in love. <laughs> With you, baby. <laughs> I can fall in love. I can fall in love with you, baby. <laughs> I have horrible singing voice. You've never voice. heard it. You need to go listen. So in 2016, Thomas talked to USA Today about Selena saying, I think, and I know a lot of people feel this way, that if she'd lived, she would have been a complete oh God. superstar. God, yeah. On Thursday, March 30th, Sadovar called Selena to say she had the rest of the documentation the singer wanted. Though Sadovar reportedly asked Selena to come alone, Perez accompanied his wife when she went to the Days Inn on Corpus Christi where mm. Sadovar was staying. As in earlier meetings with Sadovar, Selena didn't receive all the records she needed, but she left the motel without incident, returning home for a quiet evening with her husband and visiting father-in-law. <clears throat> what Selena didn't know was that Sadovar was was once more in possession of a gun. On March 26th, she repurchased the 38 caliber revolver. So she took it back March 3rd or mm-hmm. whatever that was, or March, excuse me, March 11th. Um, and March 13th is when she got it. So she took it back and then said, this is March 30th. So a couple weeks later, two to three weeks later. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
Rewind, where was I? Como la flor. Como la flor. Con tanto amor. Con tanto amor. Me diste tú. Se mariachito. Me marcho hoy. Yo sé perder. Pero ay, ay. Como me duele. Ay, ay. Try helping me find our recipe. Okay. So, uh, on the morning of March 1st, okay, so she met with Saldivar, who had claimed she'd been raped. When in Monterey, Mexico. <sighs> Selena took her to the hospital for an exam, becoming frustrated when Sadovar told a different story about how much she bled after the alleged assault. Mm. Stupid. Horrible liar. The hospital, I mean, she was definitely a habitual liar. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. The hospital wouldn't perform a full examination on Sadovar as she was not a resident of Corpus Christi and was no longer in the jurisdiction of the alleged attack. The two returned to the Days Inn after leaving the hospital with Selena to hoping for her missing records. While in Sadovar's room, Selena was shot, mm. bleeding. She made her way to the lobby. Motel employees would later testify <clears throat> she named Sadovar as her shooter as she collapsed. A 911 call about the shooting was made at 11.50 a.m. Selena was quickly taken to a hospital where she was given a blood transfusion, several blood transfusions. Contrary to her faith as a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. But an artery had been severed and the medical treatment couldn't save her. Her death was pronounced at 1.05 p.m. <clears throat> Sadovar claiming the shooting had been an accident, threatened suicide during an hours-long standoff with I the remember police. That. Like, I remember seeing it on TV. Mm-hmm. Like She had like a long coat on. And the way, the, the, the way she shot her was just in this perfect yeah. way to kill Mm-mm. her. She eventually was arrested in October. She was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. She could be eligible for parole in 2025. <clears throat> I, mean, I, I, I feel like crying again because it just, oh, God. It's horrible. I hope that she's not out for parole. She'll come up for parole. But I hope, hope she's she not get it. I'm surprised she hasn't been killed. Me too. Where is she in prison? Um, Does it say? It. I mean, maybe Huntsville. I mean... I'm just really surprised. That'd be the closest penitentiary. She would not penitentiary that um, she would be able to. I mean, I don't know of anywhere else but that, you know. Mm -hmm. But I know Huntsville's like the main one where they'd probably go in that area, Corpus Christi. Um, You can look it up real fast and we can see. But more than 50,000 members of the public came to pay their respects to Selena before her funeral. Rumors spread that the singer was still alive. Her family opted to open the casket to prove that Selena was truly gone. Even two decades after she was killed, Selena remains a cultural a cultural icon. Dreaming of You came out after her death, which I stated, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, at first for the Latin artist. There was a movie, mm-hmm. and that's how J Lo actually became famous. I mean, she was on All Living yeah. Color, all that stuff, but really, that made her. She did a good job. Oh. There was a lot of controversy at first when they. It was amazing. Her. Like I watched <laughs> it, and she did a really good job. Yeah. They look just, I'm not just alike, but like she really. She studied her mannerisms. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. Yes. Yolanda is in Gatesville, by the way. Okay. In Texas. Texas? Mm -hmm. So what is Gatesville, I wonder? It has to be down there. Mountain View unit in Gatesville? Doesn't say. Hmm. I don't know where that is. So Dreamy of You, um, like I said, Dreamy of You came out, and then um, Jennifer Lopez um, shared her story in 1997. <clears throat> and then actress and singer Selena Gomez. Look at um, that ugly bitch. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. Um, named um, after her, who's named after Selena. Did you know that? 
Selena oh. Gomez. Yes, I love Selena Gomez. Oh, did not. So it was named after her, and a Mac makeup collection inspired by Selena came I've out seen in 2016. That. Oh my god, I want that so bad. Yes. So it's beautiful colors and stuff. Yeah. I like makeup. I'm bougie, uh-huh. so I like the makeup. So that's my story about Selena. So she mm-hmm. was obs- an obsessed fan to start out with, became yeah. part of her group of stocks, became this habitual liar, which most of them do. And there you go. Yeah. So my last story. We love you, Selena's. Selena forever. I would do anything for a Salinas. Yes, if you've seen the movie, you understand. So, um, my next story is about Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Y'all, I saw this and I was like, are you, like, he's weird. (laughs) Something like this could happen to Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he is a quirky, quirky one. Yes, so Nicholas Cage, little fun fact, went broke buying T-Rex skulls and haunted houses. (laughs) Is another actor who's become a living meme, which we all see, um, so, this just, I don't know, this is just weird. Um, this particular incident occurred right after um, Cage finished Joel um, Schumacher's trespass, okay. which is ironic. Um, <clears throat> Cage was sleeping next to his wife when he suddenly woke up to find <laughs> a naked man standing at the foot of his bed wearing Cage's jacket and slurping a fudgesicle. <laughs> just standing there wearing his jacket. Sucking on a fudgesicle. Like, can you imagine? Oh slurping. Making slurping sounds is slip. Yes. Like, what did he do? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so, there scientifically may not be a more terrifying thing to suddenly <laughs> wake up to. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he was endorsed, like, for fudgesicles. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Yet Cage talked the man down and got him out of the house with a level of composure that I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Nicolas Cage and the dent and <laughs> he didn't even press charges against the man was because ob- he's obviously unwell. He did get rid of the house though because he it was a scary charges? no, but he left oh, the house. He got rid nice. of the house because it was a scary ordeal and probably also there. because it's super hard to get fudgesicle out of a car. <laughs> Listen, because it's obviously hard to get fudgesicle out of a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so you so, gotta sell the whole house. Yes. That is so, hilarious. but his relatively pleasant demeanor while dealing with the dude likely came from the fact that his he was hardly the um, first time someone attempted to rattle the cage. During the filming of 1999's Bringing Out the Dead, Cage claims an actual um, mime pulled his way onto the soundstage via invisible rope and began tormenting the actor. He was doing weird things with presumably imaginary props during takes <laughs> until yet yeah, security got rid of him. Was the crazy was the guy crazy, an aspiring Batman villain, or just a dude playing a joke in the hope it would brighten Cage's day? The scariest part that when you're Nicolas Cage, you never know for sure. That's true because he's crazy in and of itself. Yes, but I mean, can you imagine waking up and this guy's like standing at the end of your, like the I guess it's the jacket <laughs> he wore like a National Treasure, like the bomber jacket. That's what I like. That's what he kind of had on in National Treasure, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I picture Nicolas Cage jacket. I pictured like a dinner jacket or something. No, like I picture like the bomber you, jacket. <laughs> jacket he was actually wearing. And then he's like at the end of the bed with the fudge sickle. Where did you get the fudge sickle from? Like did he go to this freezer for <laughs> get, <out of> <laughs> get it out of this freezer? <laughs> I'd be like, give me my damn But like how that shit crazy to fucking be like today Yeah. I'm gonna go to Nicholas Cage's and, house. And then to walk around his house. Let's and, look in his freezer. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I swear to God my dog. He's gagging on the fudge sickle. I don't think you can hear it in the recording. <laughs> 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 I can't even do it. It's 
like he's packing like a <laughs> I can't even 70 do year old smoker or something. <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, so I just can't imagine like frozen broccoli, nah, that won't work. I can't slurp on that shit. Yeah, what what can I pick that would really fuck him up? That made me, me dizzy see. trying to hack like the dog. Ooh, <laughs> headrest. Oh, fun fact. Did you know Nicolas Cage owned the LaLaurie Mansion at one point? I did. I did read that. <laughs> fun That's fact. crazy. Fun fact. Fun fact. We like fun facts. Yeah, so that was our fun um, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Stalker. Stalker. So if you truly episode. love your partner, you would stalk them. Mm-hmm. Apparently. It might come out after Valentine's Day. I don't fucking know where shit shows, so we'll see. No, it has to come out before Valentine's Day. It has to come out on the 9th. But the next one comes out the 2nd. Okay, the 2nd. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Episode 9. We know is, what we're doing. We really do. We know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> For once, I am I know. And you, Wow, that's unusual. Usually, it is. I'm usually, usually right on the show. I have no fucking idea what's going on. Look, I'm not saying, what are we recording this week? After she told me like four times, wait, remind me what are we recording this week? I just do what you tell me. I do what I'm told. Yes. It does what it's told. <laughs> Puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> it does what it's told. <laughs> so, you know, we you already do me? the spill every goddamn I'm episode. <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> he tucks his junk in. <laughs> crying, Y'all, crying. She's, <laughs> she's dancing though while Phil dance for the movie. <laughs> she's like, I dug it in. I'm done today. I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, so you know the goddamn stuff we're going to say at the end here. All the fucking shit show stuff. Go to Patreon. Listen. Give all your money. Go to Patreon. P A T R E O N. P A T R E O. Wait. P A T R E O N. Patreon. Patreon slash Gotham Bougie. Patreon slash Gotham Bougie podcast. Please, 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 please. Go and <laughs> go and donate. Like we want to quit our jobs. I don't want to quit my job. I love my job, but I want to be able to buy equipment where we can record better on, and we can have call-ins. Have you call in and tell us your scary story? That'd yeah, kind of cool. So we want to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, again, another shout out to On the Real with Darren and George. Um, we're gonna do a mashup with them, and it they have be, quite a comical idea. It will be idea. interesting to say the least. They have a comical idea to get me dates. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yes, I, I like that idea actually. Because Bell likes to pimp me yeah. out. Uh-huh. Pimp, 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 pimp. Um, I guess I'll let you know if I get anything for Valentine's Day after this one. <laughs> and you know, after the next episode. Tell me to send you something. What's our next episode? I can send you Tiff's treats, some cookies. What's our next episode? Oh shit. What's our next episode? And actually, What's we don't. Our next so episode? we're bitch ain't ready. Yeah, well, bitch better have my money. We're thinking of y'all should know me well enough. Bitch better have my money. Y'all, I'm always dancing. Ghetto dancing, too. <laughs> so, anyway, we have the topics, but we're changing. Like, we're going to change nah, our... Nah. <laughs> that's that wine, I told you. I take a sip. Not even... <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Anyway, we have episodes planned, but we're going to change the format a little well bit. We want to um, focus on four main topics um, in our podcast. We want to focus on serial killers, which... You know, everyone loves paranormal topics of so just all over the board, other true crime things other than serial killers, and then just things that are just weird and obscure and 
odd that like we me. find out. Yeah, like you. Like me. Like us. I'm weird. Um, so we, we think we're going to rotate between those four topics for our shows. So we're going to do some differing orders of our planned shows. But we're going to talk about things like uh, The Phantom Killer in Texarkana, who is a serial killer. Jailhouse Hauntings, which we've already talked about, which was Zach's idea, which thanks mm-hmm. for that. It, uh, poltergeist, Psychics, Haunted Hospitals, um, weird things like Munchausen by Proxy. So we're going to throw a whole lot of neat stuff at you. And if you guys have any ideas and you want to shoot it over to us, please do so. And so I have another listener. proper credit. I have another listener story, but I'm going to tell it after I give my spill. Okay, yeah, anyway. go ahead. So um, find us on um, Twitter, which is at Goth and Bougie P2, Instagram, Facebook, Goth and Bougie Podcast, DM, DM, I have the hardest fucking time saying that, DM us, um, all your stories, or email us at Goth and Bougie Podcast at gmail.com. We want them. Mm-hmm. We want them. <clears throat> we want them. We want you. <laughs> so, a little listener story. Um, it's from Clayton, and yes, he told me, and so I'm going to tell you this. I was like, what the hell? So, he was an assistant um, baseball coach for college. Okay. And um, they went to this hotel, and they stayed there. I don't know where the hotel is. I already forgot that shit. (laughs) Clayton sent me a message because I forgot. So, he said that um, the coach had apparently stayed at this hotel before with the baseball team, and they were, like, doing some kind of tournament, and they were staying there overnight. And the coach was like, I'm fucking sleeping on the bus. I'm not going into this fucking hotel. Like, I've stayed here before. Creepy shit has happened here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. So... Him and Clayton, the co- head coach and Clayton stayed. What hotel? I don't remember what it is. I'll get the name of it and let you know. Okay. But, um, so they stayed together in this hotel room, like, in separate beds, whatever. And then he said there's, like, a partition in between them. Like, you've seen in some hotels or, like, it's like a small little wall. Yeah. That kind of divides it or whatever. And so he said they were dead asleep and the phone rings. And they said, we, we need to come get our stuff. And he's like, Clayton answered the phone. He said, dude, I, I don't know what you mean. Like, your stuff's not in our room. Um... And so they said, no, we need him to get our stuff. And he said the next thing he knows, I believe it was a couple hours later, he said, two guys walk in, one with a shovel, dirt on the floor. And he said he jumps out of bed like, what are y'all doing? Like, what's going on? What are y'all doing? I need to get the hell out of here. They left. The coach is on the floor beside the bed, like, shaking because he's like, man, I fucking told you shit happens in this fucking hotel. So, they call the front desk. They go down to the front desk. They're like, well, come and look at the phone log because they didn't believe them. No one's called their room. Whoa. There was no cause to their room. And they slept on the bus the rest of the night. Oh, my God. So, a little fun fact. I'll find out which hotel it was because I, I don't remember what he said. Yeah, that's scary shit. Yes. Yeah. So, there you go. You know, one time Robert and I were in a hotel and um, someone did come in in the middle of the night. They gave, <laughs> they gave our fucking key to someone else. We're in the bed. So, you got to read Naked. Yeah, we get we get comped. <laughs> we get uh, more than yeah. one night. Yeah, yeah. Then that yeah, we were there two nights and we were completely comped for both nights. But we we're like, what the hell? Door In the open. Future we thing. hear the click click of the door because we didn't do that deadbolt lock. Note to everybody: always put that fucking oh, deadbolt yeah, lock. Do. They're like, oh my bad, we gave your key to somebody. I gave your room to somebody else. The fuck's wrong? You got one job. One. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how people get shot. We live in Texas. <laughs> oh hell no! Hell no! Not today. today. Not today. Hell thanks no! Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thanks for listening. Y'all come back. You hear? Y'all come back now. You. Yeah.